Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. <laughs> and you are Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing? Hey, friendo, Steve here, and welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. I know, this is really weird. Larson's not here, and it's a completely different setup, and I'm sorry. I changed the table because he's not here. What are you going to do? It's just me and you today, people. It's just me and you. He is on vacation somewhere in the Caribbean. I'm looking at the response right now in chat to see what everybody says about my new setup here. It's weird, I know. I know. It's weird. Live sex show with Steve. You know, I was, uh, I, I knew this day was coming. I knew for a while now that, uh, that Larson was going to be going away on vacation. And uh, I started studying uh, some of the greats. Walter Cronkite. J.D. from N.Y., Joe Cronin, Sala Monster, Brian Zane, decided I could do I could do this shit solo, why not, right? Anyway, so it's just me and you today. This should be a lot of fun. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the little notify bell next to it. Jack Audie in chat said, is Larson dead? I have no idea. I don't know. He could be. That possibility exists. I don't know, man. I haven't heard from him. Yeah, apparently he's got like no uh, reception down there in the Caribbean. They don't have cell phones. Or if they do, he just doesn't get reception. He said, if you need me, email me. And I said, all right, whatever. But I don't have like the login stuff for our uh, YouTube monetization for our AdSense. So if he dies, I'm screwed, man. I got to, you know, I got to rely on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Support the show. Support me financially 
$50 gets you a t-shirt, people. $50 gets you a t-shirt. $5 gets you live streaming three times a week. Raw, SmackDown, NXT 205 Live recaps. Live streaming. I'm going to be doing this again solo tomorrow for the $5 and up patrons. Talking about Raw, I think Larson's going to Skype in on Wednesday. And then Thursday, he should actually be here. He's going to be tired. He's going to be miserable. He's going to be a chore to deal with, and I'm going to have to hear about it all day long. What are you going to do, right? Uh, Because it's just me, I went out and got myself a sponsor. The sponsor for today's show is the Friendo Workshop. It's my Etsy store. The link is in the description. Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash MFD. Did you guys know I used to do comic books? I made a whole comic book. I got a shit ton of them over there. You guys can buy them now. I made a print of myself. You can check that out there. I'll do a little drawing for you if you buy it. That's our sponsor. Big shout out to the Friendo Workshop. My Etsy store. Also, my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash here. I started doing universe mode today. <laughs> today. I'm sorry, Ulysses R said, Steve is, Steve is Alex Jones. That's what this feels like. I'm crazy talk radio guy. I'm uh, Art Bell. I'm uh, AM radio at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning. That was actually always my dream job, to be honest with you, to be up at 2 o'clock in the morning talking about UFOs. Uh, anyways, Larson is, I should use, I should do the lower third to say Larson's on vacation. Larson is on vacation, everybody. Hold on. I'll put it in the description later. Anyways, uh, let's see what do we got here today. We're going to talk about wrestling in a second here. Oh yeah. I started my, uh, my universe mode, uh, thing on my channel. Go check it out. YouTube.com forward slash MFC here. It's a lot of fun. I do a little skit. At the beginning of it, like the old 10 for the win skits. Larson's on vacation, so he can't participate with me in skit. Even if he wasn't on vacation, he's a very busy man. I did it on my own yesterday. It's a Sunday. He's not coming over on a Sunday unless it's a pay-per-view day. Anyways, we have a jam-packed episode today. That's why I couldn't just sit on my laurels. I couldn't just rest while there was lots of wrestling news that you guys wouldn't even know about if I didn't do this. So... Julian Morrison chat says, I have panic on my face. Oh, Karen says, power rank possible things Larson's doing on vacation. This is why I like doing live, because I can just start rambling what people are asking in chat. We'll do power rankings at the end of the show. Karen, bring that up again at the end of the show. But first of all, we got we got a lot of news. First of all, uh, let's talk about this. SummerSlam, is it being killed by injuries? Sure seems that way. Today, just today, ProWrestlingSheet.com got wind that Scott Dawson of the Revival recently suffered a bicep injury, and they're being told it looks like it may require surgery. Sources tell ProWrestlingSheet.com that Dawson injured his right bicep and surgery options are currently being discussed, which means that a SummerSlam match involving the Hardy Boys, which seemed to be the obvious way they were going with recent programming on Raw, uh, it says it's unclear where the, when the injury occurred, but his arm looked heavily wrapped on Saturday at a live event. 
Um, uh, according to the Pro Wrestling Sheet, apparently I did some uh, research on bicep tears. And they said, uh, according to information found online, a partial tear would heal in three to six weeks. But if surgery is needed, a full recovery could take four to six months. Ooh, wow. Now, of course, this is after um, his partner, Dash Wilder, had already suffered a uh, fractured jaw at a house show a while ago. And they, they basically just came back from that. Um, along with that, the Women's Raw Championship match is now officially going to be changed from Alexa Bliss versus Bailey to Alexa Bliss versus somebody else. Bailey, status update. WWE.com posted a video. Um, she has a separated shoulder. Not going to compete at SummerSlam. She will address the WWE Universe tonight on Raw. And according to Kurt Angle, there's going to be two triple threat matches. The winners of those tonight are going to go on uh, to next week's show and uh, fight for that slot, for the number one contendership. What does that mean? Like, what's going on here? Everybody's getting lead up to SummerSlam. Everybody's getting injured. So that sucks. Uh, I was trying to think earlier today who's going to be in this triple threat match. That would mean... So here, here's the deal. We know for a fact. I can tell you right now. This is not confirmed or anything. Nia Jax is going to be in one of them. Sasha Banks is going to be in the other one, which means Nia Jax and Sasha Banks are going to be fighting each other next week on Raw. I'm guessing that Sasha is going to go over. That sounds probably correct. Um, but I kind of figured that Bailey was going to be winning the title at SummerSlam. I don't know if that would be the case now that somebody else is going to be moved into that spot. Um, I mean, Sasha, it, it seemed, I think Larson agreed with me on this one. It made all the sense in the world that uh, Bailey would win at SummerSlam and then perhaps we'd get a Sasha heel turn. Although I'm still not sure if they want to pull the trigger on that. That would kind of leave them without any super overfaces in the women's division on Raw because, as we all know, Bailey, and I'm not sure how long a separated shoulder takes to heal up, but um, yeah, in any event, Bailey's out for SummerSlam. Hopefully, this will be the last uh, injuries before SummerSlam. Uh, the Revival match against the Hardys, so that wasn't obviously set in stone yet. That just seemed to be where it was going. Um, I don't really know much about bicep tears. I know that uh, over there in New Japan, Tanahashi has a, a, a bicep injury, and he's been killing it in matches. I'm sure there are probably a wide variety of, of uh, situations where the bicep can be torn. Um, you know, you don't want to risk your entire... Futanahashi has been around for a very long time. And uh, he's a very live-in-the-now live kind of guy. The Revival, you know, it, it feels like they just moved up to uh, the main roster. And, uh, and, you know, two injuries in a row, basically. Like, you know, they start to pick up some steam and they get injured. So, sucks for them. We'll see if there's more info on that tonight. Something tells me that if the the match situation isn't resolved tonight with the revival, given this new information, that he's probably going to try to just, you know, grunt it out. He's going to try to power through at SummerSlam and then deal with it afterwards because we're only two weeks out. Um, you know, in a tag match, you can do all sorts of different things. You can, uh, you know, have the other guy do most of the work for you, especially if it's like a triple threat tag team match. If you bring the club into it, then that would probably help things out a little bit more. Um, if they do that, you know, the, the match might be a bit compromised, though. So, I don't know. We'll see. It's a, uh, it's, it's a bummer of a situation. 
Um, moving on. Speaking of bummers of a situation, Paige might be returning soon. I'm not talking about Paige coming back. I'm actually looking forward to that. I was talking about the relationship between her and Alberto Del Rio, <laughs> the seemingly poisonous relationship between her and Alberto Del Rio. Uh, her and Alberto, I'm sorry, Alberto El Pe- Patron. Look at that. Already got one like on my Etsy store. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Oh, man, you know, the great thing about this Etsy app, the sell on Etsy, I'm going to keep the, the notifications on because when somebody buys something, it does like a, a cash register sound. Can't get enough of that. Thing. Well, it was just an email notification. Uh, anyways, Paige is, Paige is looking forward to coming back, according to her. Uh, so her and Alberto El Patron uh, went on Sirius XM's busted open radio show hosted by Bubba Ray Dudley, a.k.a. Bully Ray. And they had a chat where the, the main the main bulk of it, it was like a half-hour chat, the clip that I got off SoundCloud anyways. The main bulk of it was them defending their relationship from people saying that it was a mess, from people saying that there is some domestic abuse happening. Um, I'm sure a lot of you out there have listened to the TMZ audio from that airport in Florida where Alberto and her were, you know, yelling at each other and there's all sorts of crap going on and they're talking about the police this and your abuse of that. Yeah, did you guys hear that? I got an order. Nice, the sponsorship shit's working out. Larson, stay on vacation for a while. Anyways, moving on. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, so on the this uh, Sirius XM Busted Open show, um, the bulk of it was just them sort of defending their relationship. Now, here's the thing. Nobody knows. Nobody really knows besides them what's going on here. I'm not in a position to judge if their relationship is fucked up. What I heard on that TMZ audio tape sounded pretty fucked up and does not sound like the signs of a healthy relationship. But they, on the show, boiled it down to, we're, we're very passionate people. We're very passionate people. Um, I don't know, man. It's, it's, look, it's a, it's a bummer of a situation, and I'm not going to sit here and, and, and criticize it or not. Uh, the, 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 the news, um, the, the big news out of this really is that, uh, Paige said that she recently had an encouraging CT scan cause you know, she went through neck surgery not too long ago. All right. I'm going to have to, I'm going to, I'm going to, no, I'm going to keep the notifications on. Um, I can't be interrupting the show with this. Be professional, Steve. All right. Anyways. Um, so she recently had an encouraging CT scan. Uh, apparently she said her last checkup will be Monday, which is today in Arizona. She says she can't wait to get back to work. She hopes it's going to be soon, but she is unsure. I mean, there's a difference obviously between being clear to wrestle and then showing up to work in the WWE saying, okay, this is what we're going to do with you. And this is when we're going to start. Uh, she's excited to be back in the WWE. She said she's excited to see the girls in the women's division again. She said she's really happy uh, to see them. She says they're doing fantastic with the wrestlers. She name-dropped Alexa Bliss. Excited to see her. Nia Jax, Carmella, Bailey, And uh, she's really happy that Naomi is the champ. So, regardless if that's how she really feels... She publicly is saying that she's really excited to be back and that she expects to be back soon. Damn it, got another new order. Sponsorship's paying off. I didn't put on the cash register sound. Cha-ching, I'll just do that. Um, 
So, anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, this is here's the, here's the interesting thing about Paige. I was I was thinking about this earlier, and I, I'm 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 kind of thinking, what kind of response should she expect on her way back? to the WWE, and I honestly think it's going to be a massive, massive response. I think that whatever crowd is lucky enough to get her return, um, they're going to go apeshit for it because it is a huge, huge moment. And it's funny because when wrestlers are gone due to injury, usually, if they're in the good graces of the WWE, they're not doing things like showing up at TNA shows with a luchador mask on. And, uh, you know, dating a guy who regularly gets on Periscope inebriated and runs down the head of the company or one of the heads of the company. Um, But all that sort of controversy that she's been stirring up, be it on purpose or not, um, has kept her name in the spotlight in sort of an edgier way, let's say, than somebody who's simply injured. Um, if they're injured, usually, you know, you, you, you get these vignettes where, you know, they're going through rehab and stuff, and, and, and it always makes for a good return. But this is more akin to, and I'm not drawing a direct comparison to it, but this is more akin to if CM Punk came back. Lots of controversy. He's got a lawsuit going on. Not going to happen. <laughs> to, to borrow a phrase from, from Larson, that's not going to happen. There's a lawsuit happening right now between CM Punk and uh, the doctor over there at the WWE. Uh, And uh, I know Samoa Joe said never say never with CM Punk. He said that recently because everybody in the WWE is asked about CM Punk, especially a guy like Samoa Joe. It's not surprising he was asked about Punk because they have a history together in Ring of Honor. Um, But, you know, as long as there's a a lawsuit going on, that's that's simply not going to happen. Uh, Paige, on the other hand, it's kind of surprising that, you know, on one end that she is coming back, given that for a while it did seem like she was trying to get out of the company. But in the end, you know, the WWE is producing a movie. Um, <laughs> Larson just texted everybody. He said, Larson here, you're doing a bang up job. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. Hope you're having a great time. Um, he should go check out my YouTube channel at MF Steve here. And uh, and uh, watch my universe mode. I did a skit, and I wish that he was here to do more skits with him. Maybe if we can hire an editor. If the YouTube situation gets figured out, we'll hire an editor, and me and him can do skits all day long. Um, anyways, going back to Paige, I think her return is going to be big, largely be largely in the, you know thanks to uh, the controversy that she's been creating, or that you know the media has been creating, however you want to put it. Um, and uh, and I think it's going to be a big one. And I honestly think, man, we're going to get the question, Stephen Larson, how would you guys book Paige's return? And it's easy, easy, easy. Don't book her at SummerSlam, which is two weeks away. But if she's cleared, if you want to make the, the Raw after SummerSlam as big as possible, bring back Paige in the final segment of that show. Oh, my goodness gracious. Absolutely Massive buzz, massive ratings, and let's be frank, while she was, uh, uh, in the days and months leading up to her uh, leaving the WWE, going out to have that surgery and all that, or I think was she, I forget if she was suspended first and then she had to get surgery, I forget what, but because of the fanfare, 
behind the women's re- revolution with uh, three out of the four horsewomen coming in, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and uh, Sasha Banks. Paige was kind of, uh, she was kind of put on the back burner. She was doing a lot of jobs. Um, she wasn't getting nearly the amount of exposure that I, I think that she probably, she should have been handled. She should have been a more integral part of that women's revolution. Now, I have no idea what kind of, you know, she was pissing people off in the back. Of the, you know, her relationship with Alberto was, I think, you know, some sort of issue at the time. Um, but, uh, you know, winning, winning fixes everything. That's what they say in sports. And when you come back to a huge return, when you're away from the company for a little while and things settle down, there's probably the potential, and on top of that, the company's producing a movie about you. Um, there's probably the potential for a lot of money to be made and ratings to go up. Tell me ratings wouldn't go up. I'm not going to say drastically, but they would go up with Paige back, at least in the short term. And then you book her smartly, um, intelligently, creatively, bring her back, have Alexa Bliss go over the next night at Raw. Say, I'm ready for all challengers. People are expecting Nia Jax. Instead, Paige comes out. Challenges Alexa Bliss. Wins the belt on the spot. Why not, right? That mirrors her debut on main roster when she did the same thing against AJ Lee. And uh, Alexa Bliss, while no AJ Lee, she kind of occupies the same territory a little bit uh, that AJ did when she was a heel. Um. And, yeah, I mean, I, that would be a huge mark-out moment for a lot of people. I think it would be exciting. Larson, if you're still watching, go, go, go to the beach or something. Go do something fun. Stop watching. Anyways. Uh, Alberto had a lot to say. Also, nothing really of note, to be honest with you. I mean, what is he going to say? Yeah, we've got a crap relationship. They did. He talked a lot. And a lot of the conversations centered around their personal issues. And uh, uh, Bully Ray asked, what's your deal with GFW right now? Are you still suspended? And Alberto basically took the scenic route um, to, to say, yeah, I'm still suspended. I expect it to be lifted soon, and then I'm going to go back to live events. Um, interesting little aside, too. I'll probably put this in the non-news later on this week. The non-news, of course, is the video we do exclusive to patrons. Uh, or Eli Drake. Uh, currently a heel on in GFW said, uh, what kind of company would put Alberto in their top spot? Uh, so anyways, Paige could be returning soon. I don't know. You guys want to see that? Are you guys interested in seeing that? I don't know. Uh, oh, man. Anyways. Moving on. All sorts of news, man. All sorts of news. Uh, let's see if I, I... I wrote... Here's the thing, too. Larson usually writes the notes for the show. I had to write my own damn notes. And my kids got orientation at the high school today, freshman orientation. I had to run them their uh, emergency contact info before the show. I'm a busy person these days. Uh, Let's see. That's all I have about Paige. Next. Ladies and gentlemen, say goodbye to All Red Everything. Now, we knew this was a long time coming. Eva Marie, officially gone from the WWE. She had been... Uh, suspended for a while, and then they just, after her suspension was done, just quiet. Nothing, you know, I mean, we, we she had dyed her hair back to, like, black, or she had maybe let her hair go back to its natural color. I don't know what color her hair actually is. Um, she had changed her Twitter bio 
from WWE wrestler to something else. Anyway, she tweeted out today, this weekend, this past weekend. Today, I'm saying a bittersweet goodbye to WWE. Thanks to the entire team and you, my fans. Who? Who? <laughs> For these four years, hashtag all read everything forever. In response to somebody on Twitter asking about this situation, Road Dog, uh, one of the lead creative guys over on SmackDown, said, oh, you didn't know? Wasn't our decision. He didn't say, though, you didn't know part. I added that in. But he says it wasn't our decision. Uh, so this was something that Eva Marie apparently wanted to do. Um, and it's, I'm, I'm really curious. She also linked uh, today. She linked uh, uh, on her Twitter. Uh, she posted a link to a movie trailer. She embedded a movie trailer in a tweet. It's a new Nick Cage movie called Inconceivable. Uh, where she, uh, so apparently the, 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 she's going to be in this movie. It's not just she's like a fan of the movie because it's a Nick Cage movie. So it's probably going to be like Netflix or Amazon Prime or something like that. Um, those movies don't really come out in theaters anymore, I don't think. Uh, so anyways, it's a movie where she plays like a friend to Nick Cage's uh, family and uh, his wife can't get pregnant. And so they're going to use Eva Marie to be the surrogate. However, the antagonist, the villain of the movie, is like their other new female friend who they invite into their home to be their nanny, and she starts getting like emotionally, too emotionally attached to the kids, and like there's one shot of Eva Marie where she gets knocked out while she's like swimming in the, in the ocean by this nanny, it's like freaking Asuka laying a kick on her head. So she's got a burgeoning movie career. Hopefully she does good. This is a good tweet. Like, she never said anything bad about WWE. A lot of people crapped on Eva Marie. She wasn't a good wrestler. Um, and the funny thing is, so I forgot who told me this. I think it was maybe it was Scoops. Maybe it was the Scoops notes. I forget. But when Eva Marie was first brought in, they had every intention of putting her in the performance center. And then they liked her look so much for Total Divas that they just put her on Total Divas. So, like, her actual training just got cut off. Um, so, you know, that, that sort of made me wonder what exactly is the legacy that Eva Marie leaves behind? Because she's definitely something, you know, I really, really actually, me and Larson both really liked her, um, uh, the way that they were booking her when they brought her to Maine, whatever. I, I have no idea where that storyline was going, although we could extrapolate maybe what they wanted to do with her is what they were going to do with the Emelina character and what they might be doing with Lana now. I watched a couple of Eva Marie's matches uh, when she was in NXT, which was crazy. They brought her up through NXT. where like, you know, that full sale crowd. Ooh, if you're not, man, if you don't have your shit together, they'll, they'll give you shit. They'll give you heat. Um, I watched uh, like the finish to three of her matches, one with Liv Morgan, one with Asuka, and one with Peyton Royce. And here's the thing about Eva Marie. She was starting to be not terrible. She was, number one, she was managing her, remember her coming down and she would like, or she would, she would try to drop a promo and the crowd would just boo the living crap out of her. That's, that, that's a reaction you want in your company. You want to get that and try to harness it to make money with it. And I honestly think that the WWE correctly saw that there was money to be made 
and Eva Marie, regardless of, you know, you can say, oh, well, they had her on Total Divas forever, and, you know, they bungled her as a wrestler because they didn't let her get any training in beforehand, and they put her on NXT. Regardless, she drew a reaction that they really could have harnessed to make money with. Um, I watched a couple of these matches, and I, rem- I do remember, so she would come out with Nia Jax, and Nia Jax was kind of acting as in the same role as Tamina is now on SmackDown with Lana. So it makes me wonder, and then we had that weird Emelina video vignettes, which were seemingly uh, emphasizing a wrestler with style over substance. The problem with Emelina is that Emma was actually a really good wrestler, and everybody knew this, so I don't think they would have been able to pull that off. But certainly with Lana, she's not that great of a wrestler. Even Marie, not that great of a wrestler. But she was able to pull off matches that were not bocce if she was working with somebody who was decent. And, uh, you know, with all these matches here, I mean, she was not the most fluid. She wasn't quick. She didn't really seem all that athletic. But she could pull off some moves. She could go through a match and not look confused. And I'm not a pro wrestler, but I can tell when somebody in the ring looks confused. And she didn't in these matches in NXT. And at some points, she actually had the crowd kind of behind her. So I think it's kind of a missed opportunity. Kind of obvious her heart wasn't really into wrestling. Her heart was into, you know, making a name for herself. Um, but I think we're going to see, however, that... So when she was brought up to Maine, they, did, they were doing the storyline where, like, uh, she would come out to fight. I think it was usually Becky Lynch. I think it only happened, like, twice. But she was about to, you know, they were about to ring the bell, and then, you know, she, her, she, her knee would give out. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm injured. I can't. You know, I just hurt myself. And the next time she comes out, uh, and her, uh, she has a wardrobe malfunction. Her boobs almost spill out everywhere. That thumbnail did a lot of use for us, by the way. Um, and so I was, I'm really curious as to what the deal was going to be, if she was ever going to actually have a match where maybe, you know, she'd get killed and then Tamina or some other, I don't know if Tamina was around at the time, like on SmackDown at the time or not, but if somebody's going to come out and maybe mentor her, because she had everything. She had all the style. She had, like, that great voiceover, all read everything. Makes me wonder what they were going to do. Somebody might know. I'm sure people do know. Unless they just, unless they just had no idea. I don't know. Oh, man. Anyways. What do you guys think about Eva Marie? I'm curious. I think there was I think there was money to be made there. But again, do you really want somebody who is more in it for You know, it, it's always obvious that it always comes off fairly obvious when somebody is really into the actual wrestling aspect of things, when somebody really uh loves what they're doing as opposed to they're just there for a paycheck. There's nothing wrong for being around a, a job for a paycheck helps when you love doing what you're doing. So, yeah. Anyways, according to John Smith, he says boobs are great. I'm not going not gonna to dispute that one. You know. Anyways. Uh, let's see here. Nate Morris says she was terrible. And Orby appropriately says, Eva who? She's gone now. Uh, so, anyways. Last in the news. And then I might answer some questions. Screw it. I might do a two-hour podcast. Nothing but questions. Uh, Enzo Amore 
all sorts of nuclear heat for Enzo Amore. Uh, so, as you guys may or may not remember, a couple weeks ago, he was kicked off a bus by Roman Reigns, which, God, I wish I was a fly on the wall in that situation. I don't know what he was doing. Apparently, <laughs> that's right. According to some story, I forget what this was. But he was on the phone talking very loudly and running down the business and, and how great he is in relation to like how he's doing in the business. So they said, get off the bus. <laughs> like, just stop talking on your phone or get off the bus. Anyways. Um, so there's been some more heat on Enzo Amore and a bit of a dilemma for the WWE. The man appears to be a ratings draw. Uh... Let's see here. This is coming from Sports Illustrated Extra Mustard. And it says, In addition to reports first released by the Wrestling Observer that Enzo Amore was kicked off the European tour bus and forced to change outside the locker room, Sports Illustrated also learned that Amore is guilty of bringing a series of questionable guests into the locker room. Enzo, what are you doing, man? You can't be bringing people in. The visitors broke locker room etiquette. This is continuing on with Sports Illustrated. The visitors broke locker room etiquette by filming and taking pictures of the wrestlers. The talent in the WWE believed that Amore, whose real name is, or who is 30-year-old Eric Arndt, should know better. Uh, they continue on. WWE gave Amore the opportunity to sink or swim with his most recent solo promos on Raw, which have been well-received by the fan base. Um, it says, yet for every positive, there is a negative, as Amore also made news as the subject of a social media event session from a Buffalo stripper who was upset with the conduct that she believed was unbecoming of a WWE star. This isn't the 80s anymore, people. They have standards now. Um, I read this Twitter thread. It's available. It's easily Googleable. You can Google it easy. Um, and it's a stripper talking about him coming in, appearing high on something, and uh, doling out singles. Now, honestly, it just sounded like he was violating, you know, ridiculous strip club ethos or ethics or whatever. He was doling out singles, and he was talking about how famous he was. I actually didn't see that much wrong with the with the with what she was saying. Sounded like she was just trying to get a little bit of publicity for herself, which is fine. Oh man! Uh, so, anyways, let's see here. Uh, because of the stripper thread, uh, Sports Illustrated confirmed that left many of the Raw locker room disappointed in the way Amore is embarrassing himself and tarnishing their brand. Uh, it continues. Amore has also been venturing into the music business which creates another conflict with WWE and could even land him on the list of future endeavored talents. Uh, the issues were only exacerbated when Corey Graves and John Brad and JBL discussed Enzo's erratic behavior on Bring It to the Table. Uh, the, the show and subjects are uh, pre-approved by Kevin Dunn and Vince, so it was agreed beforehand that Amore will be criticized on the show. The problem is... His quarter hours draw, according to Dave Meltzer, his quarter hours, the ratings, do really well. And that's why they put the cast Big Show match in the main event just this week. And he sells a lot of merch. So there will be some people who would say, hey, even though Vince isn't going to do anything with him, we might as well keep him on the main roster to make that money. 
That's according to Dave Meltzer. And the ratings, you know, the ratings numbers don't lie. If the, if the quarter hour, if that 15 minutes is dominated by Enzo Amore's promos, which, good God, they go on forever, and a bunch of, you know, commercials for KFC and, you know, whatever else they have commercials for, uh, USA programming, then chances are Enzo Amore is drawing ratings. If you go to any WWE live show, if you even just look at the crowd in the, in the, in the audience uh, on TV, they wear a lot of their merch. Those big Cass and Enzo shirts were everywhere. That's why it blows my mind. And I know Larson, we talked about this before. Why are you breaking up a group that people love? I don't love them. They were very nice guys last year at SummerSlam to us. We got their, the little intro with them, and I, I love that stuff. And yes, we pixelated out Cass's face as a joke in our intro. It's pretty funny. I think I'm a funny person. Um, so I don't know. This is a dilemma, regardless of what you feel about Enzo Amore, the guy. He's the ratings draw. He is one. And, and regardless of what you think about him, he is one of the best guys on the mic. In terms of improvisation alone, he's one of the best guys the WWE's ever seen. Like, you haven't really seen a guy like this before. There is a role for him somewhere, but where is that in the WWE? Corey Graves on Bringing to the Table suggested 205 Live. Here's the problem with that. 205 Live is chock full of really good wrestling, and Enzo is not a really good wrestler. It's kind of a crap one, to be honest with you. 205 Live, but maybe that's something they need. Maybe they have enough good wrestling. Maybe it can be rounded out by a guy like Enzo Amore, who's more a promo guy. Maybe Larson and I have suggested. Put him in Titus Worldwide as another mouthpiece alongside Titus O'Neil. Give Titus O'Neil, you know, let him be the, uh, you know, the the, the behind-the-scenes guy for Titus Worldwide. Obviously, in storyline, we'd still see him on the show. Um, but you know, what do you do with Enzo Amore? Do you bring him back down to NXT? NXT is the kind of promotion. I just, I'm not huge on that only because NXT is the kind of promotion that needs to look. It's, it's very, you know, the tagline is uh, this is the future and the future is now. So that's been my big thing about the reports that Vince wants to send some people back to NXT. Um, a couple people in chat here saying maybe he should be a manager. I don't disagree with that. Who would he manage, though? Give him heavy machinery, maybe. They kind of—I feel like they need a—they need a, a manager. But then Enzo's kind of a big name. I don't—I mean, eventually, here's the problem with making with putting him in NXT, even as a manager. I mean, it might be a reality check for him. Maybe it'd be a bit of uh, you know, uh, force force feeding him some humble pie. Enzo and Mojo—that's mm, terrifying. That's terrifying. Maybe he needs to be humbled a little bit, you know. He needs to get his head on right. Or maybe he's just, maybe once his contract is over, he, he wants to go into the music business. But here's the, here's the problem that he, I, I would figure he'd have to know. Guys like Wale, for example. Any pop culture stars, mainstream stars, who are into wrestling, I suspect once you're out of the company, out of the WWE, a lot of that luster would sort of, you know, not be there anymore. And so if he thinks that this, you know, 
lifestyle of celebrity is going to continue if he's not doing anything else. I don't know if that'd be the case. That might be a hard lesson for him to have to learn. But, uh, you know, maybe being in NXT again, maybe he can improve his, his wrestling acumen, if you will. I don't know. What do you guys think? Let me know. See, at this point, I feel like a talk, a talk radio guy. Let me know. Let's find out. Caller, what do you think? I'm not going to do the Skype stuff because I don't really know how to do that. Like, my computer's all the way over there. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Kind of a conundrum. Uh, if it was me, if they said, if Vince called me and said, Steve. Yeah, Vince, what? What do we do with Enzo Mora? He's driving me crazy. And what would I say? Uh, Vince, is, is he making you money, Vince? Yeah. All right. Have some of the guys in the back. Beat him up a little bit. Uh, you know, have him be humiliated a little bit. Feed him some humble pie. Bully him a little bit. That's what, see, that's what JBL's to be around for. Not to beat up on the Moro Ranellos of the world. To beat up on the Enzo Amores of the world. I just solved it. I figured it out. Lars is not here. I figured it out. Enzo Amore is solved. Have him go on the road with JBL. There you go. All right. I like it. Anyways, uh, I'm going to hit up the Patreon right now because I know we had some questions there. This morning, I was like, hey, guys. Larson's not here. What the hell should I talk about? What should I talk about? Let's go to the posts here in the Patreon and see if I got some questions because I've got another eh, 10 minutes or so to fill. Started at 1. It's 1.42. I don't like doing this shit by myself. You know, the thing about doing this by yourself or doing it with Larson is that I can sleep my way through literally half the podcast because he's talking. I mean, I know I dominate the conversation a lot because I just like to talk a lot. Oh, man, Alex Foster says, Baron Corbin has new entrance music. I have not listened to the new entrance music from Baron Corbin. I don't want, I, I, I'm happy. You know what? Baron Corbin, new entrance music. I wonder if there's anything to it. Let's see. Listen to Here we go. Listen to it. See, if it's coming through my crappy laptop speakers, I think I'll be okay. I can't hear shit. I have no idea what that is. I have no idea. We'll find out tomorrow on SmackDown. Um, kind of. I wonder if the new Baron Corbin entrance music signifies big things for him. Is he cashing in that thing at SummerSlam? Jordan Davis is asking me here in chat. You guys can ask questions in chat. I'll bring that up too. Uh, Jordan Davis says, what do you think about the 2K18 screenshots that were released? I think they look like a million bucks. But as always, I want to see how they look, practically speaking. Um. So yeah. All right. Connor Bax says put Enzo with the Street Profits. That could be kind of cool. I think mean, I like that. It's good. I like that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Alex C continues. Oh, uh, Dan Boss asks, will there be at some point a G1 review of some sort? Yes, we're gonna do a countout. Top ten G1 matches for 2017. Uh, let's see here. Stevie Bradley asks, what do you think of the Leo Rush no-sell of a sit-down powerbomb on the top of a ladder through a table? Um, yeah, I, I, I heard about it. 
Jay Simmerly asked the same question. I heard about it. I have not seen it. I have not seen it. Um, I love Leo Rush. I'm not sure if this was a mistake of use because he is very young. If he got pissed off at somebody during the match and decided his opponent and decided to no-sell a move that frankly should kill you. Um, that's a problem. Can't be doing that. You're not, you're not, you're not Ishii. Okay. You can't no-sell things because you're a stone pit bull. You weigh about 125 pounds. Animator Lyndon says, will you invite James Angel to your podcast, a.k.a. James Willems? We've had James on the show before. We did like an interview with him because he had that uh, Rooster Teeth documentary to promote. Love to have him back. Uh, let's see here. Moore says, Jason Jordan needs a new theme song. Amen to that. Because, woo, that theme song is trash. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Stevie Bradley says, the other guy called the spot. I don't know why that would mean he'd have to no-sell it. Um, Justin Wern says, Tanahashi got paralyzed. No, not Tanahashi. That was Takayama? Taka, I think it's Takayama. It's a different guy. Very sad, though. Very sad. Uh, let's see here. He was on Busted Open with Bully Ray and said that he wanted to pop the internet. Look, man, if everybody involved was, was on the same page and they're cool with that, then by all means, do what you're going to do. I'm not going to, you know, that, that's totally fine. Uh, let's see here. Thoughts on Omega knocking out evil with the V triggers. I heard about that. I haven't seen it. I'm so far behind on the G1. Haven't seen the rest of that. I've, I, that's one thing I kind of want to do today because I've only got this. And then W. Steve W. at 3 o'clock. I'm going to catch up on some G1. Um, so Omega, he knocked him out and he used his finisher after he was out cold. <laughs> oh, God. That's rough, man. That's rough. I'll have to watch it. I'll have to watch it myself. I'll have to watch it myself. I, I, I'm, I will give Kenny Omega the benefit of the doubt. He, not just because I really like his, uh, you know, him as a wrestler, but he seems like a very thoughtful human being. I'm going to reserve judgment until I've seen it and we get more info on that. <clears throat> uh, Jordan Francoeur, Francois, Francoeur, asks, you're an independent wrestler. What would be your choice of ring gear, your name, your finisher, and your preferred promotion? He says, no serious answers allowed. If that was the case, I'd wrestle buck naked. They'd call me Lieutenant Buck Naked. Couldn't do that, though. Um, I mean, if you're asking me seriously, I'd wear basketball shorts and some, like, nice Jordans. Every time, a different pair of Jordans. Just like Enzo More. Yeah. Uh, above, above titles, Alex C. says, there have been loads of new music or tweets to music lately, so you can talk about entrance music as a whole. Best stuff and the worst stuff. Right now, Jason Jordan has one of the worst themes in wrestling. Big cast seems to change his on a weekly basis, so that's cool. I did not see Kevin Owens saving Sami Zayn at a live event. Isaac G. Miller. That sounds cool, though. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Gaming Artist. Do you see the New Day breaking up anytime soon? Not a chance. I think that they would sooner go after singles titles as a group. 
than break up. They are hugely over. They sell a lot of merch, but what do we just see with Enzo and Cast? Hugely over, sell a ton of merch. Uh, but no, I don't see them breaking up anytime soon. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Broken Drew Q says, would love to know about your background, where you're from, your childhood, why you got into everything you're doing now. After all, there is life beyond going in raw. The best way to do that is check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com. Forward slash MF Steve here. Me and the wife have a show called Ask Stephen Lacey. And uh, a lot of that stuff is in there. So check it out. The gaming artist says, have Enzo be on going in raw to replace Larson. I'm not sure Enzo would be as thorough with his notes as my best friend. So I'm probably not going to do that. Oh, man. Fizzy Whaler says, what is this Steven Larson fail stream 2013? It's been recommending to me for so long. That is hilarious. That is some sort of live stream thing we did a long time ago, and it's still recommending it to you. That's, that's, that's YouTube for you, man. That's YouTube. What do you think about the Awoken Hardies? I'll reserve judgment until I have seen it. Uh, by the way, this Sunday... This Sunday? I think this Sunday. We've got our review of WCW NWO Sold Out 1997. Boy, oh boy, it's tough to get through. But that's what we're going to be reviewing. I just watched it yesterday. It's terrible. There's a programming note for you. Uh, All right. One last one here. From the scrap. No, two more. The scraps of Steve. Karen, what was the top five power rankings you wanted me to do? I forget. Put it back in the chat. Scraps of Steve's youth. Power rank WWE superstars to be Larson's permanent replacement. Oh, he, she said top ten, top five things he's doing on vacation. If misfortune befalls us all and he's never seen us again. WWE superstars, I want to be, my per- to be Larson's replacement. Number one would be Xavier Woods. He's already knee deep in the YouTube thing, so I feel like he'd, he'd be good. Number two, John Cena. No, number one, John Cena. Number two, Xavier Woods. Um, number five, Eric Young. Who wouldn't want to watch that? Uh, number four, uh, Ty Dillinger, because he needs something to do. And number three, Kevin Owens. There you go. All right. Time to pass. This is it. This is it. Uh, Karen asks, the things, top five things Larson is doing on vacation. Uh, number five, Visiting a nude beach. Nude. Completely nude. Number four. Attending. Well, that's Hawaii. What's a luau? Like, what's a, what's a Caribbean luau? Number four. Attending a nude Caribbean luau. Number three. Sleeping a lot during the day. In the nude. Number two. Number two. I'm trying to think of a clever one to end the show with. <laughs> Sorry. Oh no. Oh no, the show is falling apart already. We're on the very end. Number two. Watching Going in Raw for some reason. Why is he texting me during the middle of the show saying, great job? Throwing me completely off. Number one, 
being a turd for leaving me alone to do the show by myself and still collecting on the YouTube revenue. Be sure to check out Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash MF Steve here. I drew a picture of myself that I will autograph and send to you for a very reasonable price. The link is in the description. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. I appreciate you not heckling me too much. And uh, if you enjoyed this, tomorrow I'm going to do the same thing, but only for $5 and up patrons. If you guys want to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Otherwise, the show will be up usually around the same time, probably around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Thank you for hanging out. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. He's not here. Until next time, I'll talk to you guys later. Now i got to figure out how to end the stream without getting up. Can't do that. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.